Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number two of Real Conversations with Mia Perez. This is your girl, Mia, here. And on today's episode, I sit down with my friend, Will Salgado, and we discuss what it's like being single in this day and age. On today's topic, I wanted to offer a male and female perspective on single life, especially because as we tape this episode, Valentine's Day is approaching. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of couples out there celebrating that special day. And some of us are feeling a little left behind, let's just say. And with that, you know, you may be flooded with certain emotions. So we're going to talk about, you know, the process of healing, doing the inner work, how to get back out there and so much more. Because people, let me tell you, the struggle is real. (laughs) And as you know, uh, this podcast is about real issues, real struggles, and real strategies. So there's no watering things down. There's no sugarcoating because, you know, that's just the way life is. So let's just jump into this conversation with myself and Will, and I'll catch you in the end. So sitting here with Will this morning here in Modesto, California, and number one, the drive to your office was pretty amazing because you know me being in San Jose I don't really get to see I actually drove down this country type of road and it was very foggy and I felt like the air was crisp and I was like wow this was nice so I come to your office and then I'm looking at this you got a whole setup like you're not even playing here with your podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you have your podcast right that you just launched i do i have my podcast it's called will's law podcast and um, it's sort of like a uh, it's, it's a show where we provide information to uh, the audience on different topics um, mostly around law but other things too you know i even want to have a comedian come up and come in here and talk and that's awesome i know different things so that's and and i and i refer to your podcast because um you know your first episode that you spoke about the steps of what it is to go through a divorce, right? And to me, I was like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have had that when I went through it. And I didn't have it. So now I'm like, well, great. So I'll be, I'll be sending your stuff out to my people. You're welcome. I received a lot of positive feedback from it. A lot of shares. Yeah. A lot of shares. I didn't think it was going to be that popular. I think within the hour that I published it, I had 25 uh, uh, listens or I guess what you, clicks I don't know clicks downloads, downloads I know yeah <laughs> this is and, a new world to us and um, I'm going to supplement that uh, mm-hmm. I know that the audience can't see it but we're sitting here in my media room it's mm-hmm. sort of a mess right now because I've got a few boxes but you know I've got the backdrop here but I want to do YouTube videos and do that and right explain it and I won't I'm not going to do a 30 minute session on it but the 10 minute breakdown of yeah you know, that'd some be so bolts. great and upload, upload that to YouTube. That would be awesome, which leads us into our topic today. 
which let me give the people listening a little bit of a background. I've been connected with you on Facebook for I don't know how long now, for a while. It's been maybe a, a year or two, maybe, maybe longer than that. Right. And it's the first time we meet in person. Right. We've right? messaged each other back and forth for right. quite some time, congratulating right. each other on yeah. certain achievements. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on your book, by the way. Thank you. What, Thank what is you. the name of the book again? It is Lead with Viva. Lead with Viva. Lead yeah. with Viva. And Thank you have your you. own podcast too. I do. It's Real Conversations with Mia Perez. Yes. Yes. And that's why I said, well, since I'm out in Modesto, I was out here doing business yesterday with one of my co-authors. I said, you know what? Um, well, as I was planning to be out here, I said, I might as well just see if I could meet up with Will and have him on my podcast. And, you know, it just happened. So we're here now. And I'm like, great. And then I thought, what are we going to talk about? And since this podcast is about real conversations, real issues, real struggles, you know, and um, strategies, the problem is a lot of people don't like to really get real about their conversations. So are you willing to get real? I'm as real as it gets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're good then. <laughs> so as we were discussing, okay, what do we talk about? So our topic that we decided was because Valentine's Day is coming up and it's being, I don't know if necessarily being single on Valentine's Day, but how about just being single? Period. Period. In this day and age Especially for me being single parent. You're a single parent right. as well, right? Right. And I wanted a male-female perspective. What is it that we struggle with um, and um, what are we doing about it nowadays, right? Because I think technology is so different now. Even the dating world is so different. Uh, personally, I haven't tried any of the social media sites for dating. For dating so you sites. haven't been on Match.com? Or plenty of fish, no. Or Bumble, Tinder. <laughs> okay. the, How come you know all of them? <laughs> Hinge, because I probably have like one account that's just sitting there. Because I've, oh I've signed God. up for all of them. Because I've been single for um, I've been divorced since 2012, mm. and I've had relationships since then mm-hmm. um, that were sort of long term. But in between, obviously, I was single um, right. for a certain period of years, and in, in some instances, and so yeah, it's like. Why not give it a shot? I haven't recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might have signed up. Oh, I did sign up to Hinge, but then I deleted the app. I just don't have the time for it, to be honest with you. And that's one of the things we'll talk about today. Just what what do you do when you're single? What, like, well, how do you reconnect with yourself? I suppose, and mm-hmm. and I guess a solution to the loneliness, if that's what it is that you're experiencing, and you want to hear about that today, right? And I think it's the stages that we go through. Right. Because at first, like you said, you've been divorced since 2012. And when you're in and out of relationships, I think when you first get divorced, it's that waiting period that you're even like, how long do I wait till I can get back out there? Right. And then it depends how long you were married for and you feel like the game has changed and you need to figure it out because it, I know I was married for, I was married for a few years. Well, <laughs> I, well, I can't even go that way, but I just can say that by the time I was single again, it was way different. I mean, cause again, social media and everything hit and it was just it's strange. A, it's a different world. So when I was married, I married at age 22. Um, it was, Oh, you were young. I was young and it was around 2002. At that time it was dial up internet. I mean, seriously, you, mm-hmm. you, you go get a disc from Kmart or whatever and you upload it into your computer and, and then you dial in and be like, <laughs> remember that's those right. ultra, the, the sound that they would make. Yeah. And after like five minutes of that funky sound, you'd finally connect. 
mm-hmm. then if you want to download songs to all you people who download songs in a matter of seconds, it used to oh, take like overnight. Yes. Yes. You have to, what was it, Napster? You go on Napster and then download illegal, <laughs> you know. You're taking it back, Napster. I'm taking it back. Wow. So back then, obviously the dating world was different. Back then, right. you had, to, um, as a guy, mm-hmm. in a way, I think technology has made men unable to communicate effectively. And in a way, a bunch of sissies. Because we, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> because true. there's not like, we don't put as much effort into mm-hmm. a relationship as we as we used to. I remember being young as a teenager, like you'd write these I remember I had crappy handwriting, so I'd ha- like if I wanted to send a, a letter to a girl that I like to ask her out, mm-hmm. you know, I have my buddy who has handwriting, you know, do a <laughs> hey, yes. how are you? a little poem. Then you got your buddy who does a graffiti, draw a nice little flower, and then you you know you fold the the, the letter into something like then, a star right. or whatever the heck it was. Oh, you'd go all out. It was work. Wow. It was work. well, that's how it was back then, you know. Or if yeah, you wanted the- to talk to a girl, you had to mm-hmm. walk up to her. It's not like right. You're not you know now it's like. You send her a DM was good. And you don't even spell it all the way. You say W-U-Z. Oh, God, G-O-O-D yeah. or maybe G-U-D. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've seen that. Like for girls, <laughs> like we used to, you know, really nice handwriting, really pretty paper. And then we'd spray our favorite perfume. So right, then when he I opens it, he could smell our perfume. And um, and then we'd uh, put our lipstick on a certain way and then we'd kiss it. So it'd have our lipstick mark on it. Oh, I remember that. So, yeah, you know, that and then getting mixtapes. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. that was the best. I think I still have one. No, a mix CD. I didn't have a mix CD. I had a mix CD that was given to me that I kept. So those, you're right. Those were like things that put in effort. You know, people put in effort right. back in the days and that meant a lot. And now, yeah, those DMs that slip in that you're just like, oh, what's up? Hey, what are you doing? Oh my goodness. Yeah, are you kidding me right now? I don't know, but uh, at least to initially attract attention, it's so much easier now is just you just send a, a message i mean I, I copy and paste and psh, 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 keep sending messages i don't do that but I'm oh, I, was like, <laughs> I was like will <laughs> Excuse me. but um going back to being single mm-hmm. i enjoy it i think I, I think everybody should be single for a certain period of time i think mm-hmm. that if anybody hasn't been single for more than um two three months i think you should try it i think you should be single for Really? Over a year. I think a person Yeah, should. I was going to say at least about six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I was single for two years while I was going to law school. And I really dedicated my time mm-hmm. at that point in studying for the bar exam and prepare, finalizing my studies. Right. And that was a very uh, important time for me because I learned how to be comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the big thing. That is, that's a really good point to come to the point of really knowing who you are, really knowing what you like to do, because a lot of the times, more than anything women, but we tend to be very, um, we tend to mold ourselves to our partner a lot of the times. So it's, I I like that you said that it's very key, that alone time to get to know yourself. And I think that, and I I see that, I see women who, um, in my experience and, and what I see in, in other relationships is that typically the, the woman and the guy sometimes too will mold themselves to mm-hmm. their partner. And most people don't realize that when you're molding yourself to an extent that's beyond who you are, then you're losing yourself. Right. Does that make sense? Very like you should, much. you should, and that's why that, that Ooh, yeah. time to be alone is so crucial because mm-hmm. you're really not going to get to know yourself if you're always with another person or another relationship. Like you need to be able to be alone on your own, 
know what you like, your dislikes, what makes you happy as a person? What do you like to do on your own? And what I recommend to people, and I do this all the time, people tell me, oh, you're all over the place. And honestly, I like traveling, but if you've noticed, I like to do it alone most of the time because I like to be put in that situation where you're dropped off in the city of a, in the middle of a country by yourself. And I've done that by yourself. And you've got to figure out, okay, what am I going to do for the next seven days? And that's wow. really amazing and enlightening because yeah. everything is on you. You need to trust yourself. You need to, um, or have enough confidence to mm-hmm. trust yourself. First of all, a second is you've got to be able to plan your own itinerary. And so that forces you to, to see, look within and say, mm-hmm. and ask, what is it do I, that I mm-hmm. like? What do I want to do while I'm here? I took one trip. I've only taken one so far. I mean, and I say this when it didn't have to do with business. So I took a trip to Vegas and I was out there for three days by myself. And it was so fulfilling. I didn't have anybody telling me what to eat, what time, you know, because usually if you want to group, it's also like, okay, we're hungry. Where do you want to eat? Oh, I feel like eating this. I feel like eating that. And that's like you're on people's schedule. Right. And it was I mean, I went to the pool when I wanted, I hung out, I stayed as long as I needed to, went and got my massage, had my alone time. And I learned then how crucial it was for me to spend that time alone, even if I didn't, even if I didn't have a getaway, even if I didn't go out of town. But I, after that point, I would take my days where I would just leave in the morning. If I didn't have any work, I would leave in the morning and I'd go spend the day in San Francisco and I love being by the ocean. So I'd go and sit by the ocean and I'd write. And that alone time for me was very key to finding out who I was and asking myself those questions like, what do I really want out of my life without somebody in it to supplement that time? Right. 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 And so going back to the dynamics of our relationship, Mm -hmm. once you know who you are and what you like, then you start to realize when it is that you're losing yourself in the right. relationship because then at that point you're going in without any boundaries you don't know at what point um you become them or they become you in a sense and i know that sounds kind of funky but you do you know it's you take true. on uh, some of the unhealthy habits or patterns or behaviors that they may uh, or activities they engage in and so mm-hmm. um in, in some respects, you always have to know who you are and clearly establish that boundaries. And we're always changing. Obviously, it's not it's we're not just going to be like, oh, one year it took to be single. <laughs> and all of a sudden I know who I am. I'm going to be this right. person forever. Right. I mean, the 26 year old Will is completely different from the, the 30. What am I now? 38. Jesus. Hey, 38. Don't even go there. <laughs> A 38 year old Will. Right. So. But you said something really key, which is boundaries. Yeah. The boundaries. So I learned Um, after, not after my divorce, but after dating a little bit after my divorce, how key it was to know those boundaries and to make them clear me going into dating. These are the things that I just will not do. Like these are my, my negotiables and my non-negotiables. Right. Right. And I think that's so very important. That's helped me a lot to filter through the BS of some people where like one thing I definitely, I don't tolerate, I will not tolerate um, arguments where there will be name any type of disrespect. Yes. Any name calling. I don't want somebody using, you know, foul language with me. I don't tolerate people hanging up. I don't want to be that way. And I don't want people to be like that with me because really like, you know, no necessidad, like we say, there's, there's no need yeah. for that. If you can just communicate clearly. And for me, it's important. Like 
If the- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something that didn't sit well with you that I said, express it to me. Even if I don't like it, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to process it. And if we're mad at the moment, then it's like, okay, you know what? Right now is not the time to talk. We'll, we'll visit this conversation later. Let's leave it on the table. Let's visit this later. But there's no need for the hanging up. And the, like you said, it gets into name calling. And once you pass those um, boundaries, once you cross them, it's really difficult. Certain boundaries of disrespect across, it's very difficult to come back from for me. So because I know that, I express that from the get to the person that I'm dating. I'm like, so these things here, please yeah. don't go there. So that's the important thing of being single. Like know where your boundaries are, like really mm-hmm. know where they're drawn because in the first, your boundaries really come to light during the very first few months of your relationship. Right. That's when they're everybody's tested. test. Yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. you're, you're, you and the other person are testing one another right. to see what you can and can't get away with mm-hmm. at that point. And so if your boundaries are non-existent or, just lip service boundaries basically what that means is that you're just saying it but you're not Empty. forcing it right and that's something that i struggled with in my relationships or i would say i had boundaries they cross them and i that i wouldn't there wouldn't be any consequences right and then what happens is that is that once once they cross that boundary enough you become sort of like the bad person because then you become upset and you're like stop like mm-hmm. knock it off and all of a sudden you become the asshole in the yes. relationship and True. so uh, I've learned that now that, you know, I see signs right away. It's it's goodbye time. <laughs> yeah. You know, th- that, that alone time, and I know we're talking about the whole dating, getting back into dating or being single, but that alone time is so key, right? Um, like you said, we know we, we find out what the boundaries are, what our negotiables or non-negotiables are. For me, that's always been key because why filter through people and try to figure out as you go. If you already know there's certain things that you don't want in a person or that, you know, you can't tolerate, then you know that from the beginning, you see that coming, you're like, no, you know, instead of trying to, a a lot of people I find, um, they break up right away. They have to, they don't want to be alone. So they fill that gap back in there with somebody else. And then they end up repeating the same patterns. They're, sometimes even dating the same type of people and they don't even realize it when if they actually stopped and took that time to reflect and said okay these are the things that i'm going that are going wrong with the my dating life and i seem to actually be attracting these kind of people well then you know these are the people i shouldn't be dating right and that would avoid you a lot of headaches right right oh it will (laughs) 
<laughs> Trust me, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> immune to that situation. Um, sometimes it's the same personality, just a different face. Exactly. It's funny, huh? But it's true. Um, yeah, I, I do agree that if you've just gotten out of a relationship, you should, should take some time alone, at least two months, to just try to figure out what it is that went wrong in the relationship, whether you're attracting the same type of person. Um, where your fault is because there's always fault even if mm-hmm. even if the other person let's say was the unhealthy person um, how did you play into that right yeah how did you play into that mm-hmm. and the question is are you making yourself out to be a victim because of it like no own it right. you saw the signs early on in the relationship this person was doing a b c d e f g and you thought oh well you know it's let's give him another chance or give her Mm, another chance mm -hmm. and then it happens again and then it happens again (laughs) and then at the end of the day the outcome is not favorable you guys end up breaking up and people say oh you know how could she do this to me no you knew this person had these signs from the very beginning right what did you expect would happen you know don't put your don't put the blinders on. Right. Real, realize what the relationship was. Know that you chose to date this type of person. And it's... And own it. Because if, you be, if, you, if you're stuck in that victim mentality, you're not going to empower yourself. You're always going to be the victim. And you need to really own what well, a mistake you made the mistake being you didn't mm-hmm. enforce your boundaries you didn't right. leave the relationship earlier you ignore the red flags ignore the red flags mm-hmm. so love yourself enough to say hey i screwed up i forgive myself i'm only human let's take control of this situation and learn from it and then apply it so that what you learn so you in the next relationship right. you don't have you don't get stuck in the same situation i agree it's part of like taking inventory Right. right. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And, exact same and thing. I think that's where people fail a lot. Um, hopefully, by a certain age, they would learn. But a lot of people don't. And I say that because I, it took me, it took me a while to figure that out. And I know even with friends that I have that they continue in not just unhealthy relationships, because like you said, it's, it's two-sided, right? So sometimes, you know, they may say, oh, well, here goes this guy again. He did this. He did that. And I'm just like, girl, but you know, I mean, you allow yeah, he, this. And he did this last year too. Exactly. <laughs> he did this last year. So why exactly. are you complaining about it now? Mm-hmm. Like It's nothing new. And then when they break up or he cheats or something like that, like, oh, he cheated on me with, with Josefina. It's like, no, you knew this was going to happen. You knew this was coming. He, right. he saw the signs, but. But sometimes, you know, they trust that because, you know, I think also a lot of people that are empaths, we, especially when you love the person already and then you break up and then they come back. And this time, you know, when they say in Spanish, te bajan el cielo, la luna y las estrellas, right? They bring, they offer you everything and they're like, so sorry. And now they valued you and now they realize how much they lost and now they're going to give you everything. They're going to be the person that you deserve to be. And then you take them back. And I say that because it's happened to me. And you take them back because you really think that they've realized that. And the change of behavior doesn't last that long. So it does come back. It's repetitive, especially because now they know you don't have boundaries. But if you actually took the time, let's just say you did take them back, right? And you, but you actually took that time when you were separated to really know like, okay, these are my boundaries and I'm not going to let this happen again. Even if you take them back at that point, it's only going to go so far and then you're just going to cut them and be gone. Maybe I sounded a little 
cold and harsh when I said, you know, own it and don't be a victim. But it's coming from a place of love to everybody. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying, I'm not trying to say don't give that person a second chance. That's not what I'm trying to say. Just don't give them like a fourth or fifth. If you want to give them a fourth or fifth <laughs> chance, that's up to you. Just know I'm not what gonna, comes if, with it. If that's what your heart tells you to do, then do it. Right. Because uh, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, probably the tenth chance. I don't Me know. <laughs> like what the heart wants, what it wants, and yes. if that's what it takes for you to confirm whether this is your soulmate or not, you want to take this relationship and run it all the way to the ground not in a negative sense but give it all you got give it all you got do it Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do because then you walk away from the relationship without any doubt that you know that's exactly it that it was the whole uh, for me exactly what you're saying right now it was the whole point of me being able to walk away and know that I'm not going to have to look back and be like what if I would have tried this exactly like you did everything you could Right. And you feel you can move on without self guilt and shame mm-hmm. for the most part. Cause that happens anyways, even when you've given people certain chances. Right. What I'm saying is that, is that at the very end, don't put on those blinders and say that, how can this have happened to me? Or start asking God right. or source energy or whatever you're into the universe mm-hmm. and blame them for how could this happen to me? No, you knew this was going right. to happen because you it happened the eighth this was the eighth time it happened or this mm-hmm. their behavior was consistent throughout and right. the disappointments were were often so mm-hmm. at that point own it and say you know i knew this i knew there was a possibility that this relationship would end like this mm-hmm. and accept it because if you keep that victim mentality you don't you don't give yourself the power um, to understand that you have the ability and the power and the knowledge and experience this time to not get into this relationship because if you become stuck in a victim mentality you're gonna jump into the next relationship having not done an inventory Mm -hmm. and repeat the same mistakes again exactly and you know what that's actually so um very interesting that you say that because i do remember one relationship the last long-term relationship i had and i gave this person so many chances and because yeah you do love that person and I can say I didn't, I loved him more than I loved myself, that which that's a problem. You should love yourself more. Um, but I, I remember the day that I, it was, and I'll just take you back to the situation. I even tried therapy. Okay. Because he had come back and he's like, I promise you that's it. And you're the love of my life and all this stuff. I said, okay, you know what? Um, we're going to have to there's nothing wrong do with therapy that. together. I don't think there's anything wrong with I that. I just thought it was funny. We're not even married and the we have to go to therapy, therapy already. That doesn't mean anything. I think that's yeah. wonderful. I think that even if you don't have problems, I think that you should see a therapist because it, a therapy is not for the, it's not for people for marriages that are broken. Therapy is for everybody. And if you're entering into a new relationship, God, I think that probably would save so many marriages and many relationships if if there was a law i'm not saying there should be one but if there was a law that said okay you guys are going to date you have to do like a course of therapy (laughs) together because you need to hash out differences differences how how what's what is this person's love language compared to this person does this person oh that is so key does this person we'll have to do another podcast (laughs) yeah does this person like affection or is this person like gifts and words of adoration affirmation Mm -hmm. for adoration affirmation i think it is affirmation so that's important because people mm-hmm. don't understand that, you know. You know, right. I had a, a a girlfriend one time. She would always buy me clothes and stuff, and you know, I, and that was her way of showing mm-hmm. love. 
But my love language is affection. Mm. And sometimes she would get upset, kind of like, you know, why don't, why aren't you thanking me about the clothes you that I got yeah. you? And it's why aren't you like, wearing what I bought you? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't get that until later on. Right. But right. you know, those, those are the cute things that you need to each learn from one another, True. and then decide. Okay, okay, this is their love language. This is how I am going to show them I love them. Because if you don't know, you're going to keep messing up. True. And then you get, that turns into resentment, disappointment. Guess what? Then communication shuts down, mm-hmm. respect goes out out the window, and then boom, next thing you know, you're you know, so, screaming so at each other and breaking up at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Friday night with Josefina outside in the car waiting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I mean, it gets That's that funny. dramatic. Yeah, no, it does. No, and, and, and I was telling you about uh, the one time I was saying bye to the ex. I was actually in Southern California, and we had just left the therapist's office. And that's the funny thing that I, I knew for me, that was my last, my last straw. Like, this is it. And, um, so therapy didn't work, I assume. (laughs) Well, it didn't because that was my, that was our first time we were there in therapy, but she, I was already going to my one-on-one therapy. So I was taking care of myself, but I said, you know what? Obviously I didn't want to be like, you need therapy. I said, you know what? I'll go with you. Let's, let's do this together. And we did. And, um, but she, the therapist herself said, you know what? You need to do one-on-one. She told him. And leaving there, I had a feeling it wasn't going to happen. So I remember that day, leaving the therapist's office, I was going to the airport. And right when I said bye to him and I hugged him, I remember, I knew that was the last time I was ever going to see him. And because I knew he wouldn't follow up with therapy. And that's where I knew I had already drawn not just my boundaries, my my negotiables and my my non-negotiables during the time that we had separated. And I knew that if this was going to work at all, like this is my last try, like you said, eighth or ninth or tenth, I lost count. But this one last one, I want to be able to walk away and say, I tried everything. I can't give it another chance in six months and keep wasting my time and going in circles with somebody. And then in the end, it results in the same thing. So if we go to therapy, great. If he goes to therapy, we have a chance. And since it didn't happen, I knew at that point, boom, I cut it and I let go. But it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. And and, and you're right. And I, and I do have to go back and apologize if, if I'm, if I came across too harsh now to someone who's listening, because therapy is very important. I myself went through therapy for over three years, one-on-one therapy. And, um, then I was in group therapy and all of that. Uh, I've also went to codependency recovery, 12 step program. So I, I believe that is so key, so important for mental health, emotional health for ourselves. because if we become a better person, we become a better partner to other people well just right? look at it this just look at the statistics and i'm not making these numbers up these this is actually out in the internet i obviously i can't cite the, the sources but i think it was 80 percent of relationships new relationships end within the first four or five months 80 percent wow 50 percent of of marriages fail you know and so if you look at it just statistically just by the numbers mm. we kind of have a dilemma here if you really think about it because all you're doing is you're we have a bunch of, I don't want to say broken people, but we have people out there who have, who have, uh, who are leaning towards having behaviors that may affect their relationships in a negative way and either projecting or they're mm-hmm. a- applying what they learned from their last relationships into this relationship, which isn't a key because every relationship is new. It's different. You know, mm-hmm. the experience with one person is different from the experience with another person. Right. And so we're carrying sometimes some of this um, baggage. baggage into the relationship and 
it, that's what I think is causing all these relationships to fail. So no, I think therapy would be wonderful. I think therapy, mm-hmm. even if you're doing great, um, all relationships start out great, obviously, or we wouldn't be into them. Right. We wouldn't get into them. <laughs> no one goes into it, wakes up in this in the morning and says, hey, like, you know, let's say I have a girlfriend named Mary, you know, I'm going to get in a relationship with Mary in six months down the road. She's going to put a restraining order against me. You know, it's we don't wake <laughs> up like that. Right. It's just things start off. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah. wonderfully. Um, and they turned to shit. For yeah. lack, of, lack of better words. Which is so interesting. I always go back to interesting, right? Because I'm just like, wow, you being an attorney, I think, I, I told my friend this, I said, why is it so easy to just walk into court and get married? Literally, I get a marriage license. And to get divorced, oh, even yeah. if we're both agree, this is not working out. How much is it? Six months. Six months. And it's like, you know what I would have, I would have appreciated is maybe like, they should have had me watch a video of like yeah at least a video yeah like just so you know this is in case it doesn't work out this is what you're looking at what a divorce is or maybe even when you apply for a marriage license why don't you have to wait six months to get married that's true that's very true do some counseling some therapy Mm -hmm. i think it's a great idea but uh, no one's gonna of course nobody But if you're listening out there <laughs> in so, our world. So to, to those listeners out there who are in a new relationship and there's little things here and there that are not working out, go see a therapist. There's nothing wrong with it. There's right. absolutely nothing wrong with it. I've, I've seen a therapist for my own individual stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it helps out. Like if you think if you think you're too good to see therapy, you need therapy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Really, you're, in a, you're a great candidate. If your ego is that big, <laughs> yeah, and it's blocking you from seeing beyond your own faults, mm-hmm. you've got a problem. But hopefully, no one throws a rock through my office window. <laughs> they don't know where it is. <laughs> they just know it's a Modesto, <laughs> and they know your name now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just Google my name, and my address pops up. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, <laughs> but it's funny that you know once you. Once you pass past the threshold, I guess you could say of, um, okay, you, you're divorced or if, even if you're not, right, you get out of, let's say, a long-term relationship and then you get the hang of what dating is like again. Um, I will say this. I think I tried online dating back in, I have no idea when it was, but it was before I got married. So it was like when that was a new thing. I think maybe Match.com or whatever. Oh, it was, yeah, when it was frowned upon. Like if you were on online dating website you were desperate like right it's gotten bad so i tried it just for the heck of it and um okay so yeah i think i was young i was dumb 
And I pulled up to a Starbucks. I told the guy to meet me at a Starbucks. And he told me um, the car he would be driving. And he told me what he was going to be wearing. So I pull up. And this is going to make me sound terrible. But I pulled up and I parked. And I saw the car there. And I just looked through the window. And I saw what he was going to be wearing. And back then it was pager days, you know. So I paged and I said, are you there? He said, yeah. I'm like by the window, like whatever. And I just saw what he looked like and I left. That was terrible. <laughs> that is mean. Just like, just like that. I was young. I was young. But anyways, that's, I think my only experience that I actually went through with meeting somebody. Outside of that, I did try eHarmony one time, uh, maybe two years ago. And I didn't like it because they ask you everything you want in a man or, you know, that you find whatever that you're looking for in a partner. And they were sending me like way opposite of it. And I just said, no. So I tried to cancel within like the week and then you're stuck for three months. No, you're stuck with three months and then you're, you're like, well, I wasted all this money on it. I might as well log on, you know, and see what I can catch. Like, let's see how many fish I can catch in this you know, next two and a half month period. Right. I never met anybody though there. And I think it's more of like, and don't get me wrong. I've, I've, have friends that have been very successful. I know three of them have, that have gotten married. Actually, my friend Karina that I just spent the night with at her house, she met her husband through, I think it was Match.com. And they were just married last year. I was in their wedding. It works. I think that the misconception about it is that you're going to find your soulmate on there because it's so much easier than going to the library or a bar or a restaurant or the grocery store and picking up on a person or getting picked up on because you just have all these profiles that are just ready to be picked and mm-hmm. messaged. And and so you, you, I think it sets the expectations uh, to a level that people become disappointed once they realize that it, it does bring ease and convenience to your world, uh, you know, web, dating websites. But you have to have the same expectations as you would with anything else. Like, And this is the thing that's very important to the people who are single or newly single or have been single for a while. And some of you may relate. When you go and start dating, you should never, ever go in with the expectation that this person is my soulmate. This person may be the one. Never do that. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. When you go in, it's like, this may be my potential friend who may turn into my soulmate. That's the way it should be because if you go in with the mindset that this person might be the one, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Terribly, terribly. True. So. True. However, let me tell you, like, the way I filter. I filter more. I have to... S- I have to see if this person can actually see myself with this person first. If I can see myself with that person, then I'm willing to date. If not, I don't even go there. And I don't know. I, I just look at everything, like all the things that I would like in a man. And I, from oh, what yes. I know so far. Of course. Yeah. There's going right? to be some attraction there, but I'm saying, um, obviously I'm not, you're not just going to go with anybody who asks you out on, on Tinder or whatever, or eHarmony. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that, um, even if Obviously, you choose a partner or you choose to go on a date with a certain person because you find them attractive. Mm -hmm. They have enough qualities that you think there may be something there. But what I'm saying is don't think that they're it. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. Don't think that they're it. And so a lot of people tend to do that. You know, I have friends who say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have a date with this guy on Friday. Um, I think he may so, be the yeah, one. I think he may be the one. Like we have so much in, <laughs> in common. You know, look at his look at his likes. He likes hiking. He likes going fishing. It's that like that, so that's click the box crap. You know, it's yeah. it's like so. That's what I'm oh trying to say. And then I think once you do that, when you go on these dates, just have fun. 
And I made great friends out of people who I went on dates with. I have mm-hmm. a ton of female friends because I did that. I would go on dates and for whatever reason, it didn't turn into anything romantic, either because I wasn't interested in them or they weren't interested in me. But hey, like we're cool people. We have good personalities. We click on that level. So let's hang out. Right. And then maybe that person has the connection to your soulmate. Like, you <laughs> you know, maybe that know. person has a friend. Yeah, exactly. That's how it <laughs> you works. Never it really does. You never know. You never know. I, I like, uh, I'm going to take it back real quick to what you said about men becoming lazy. Okay, we're okay. going back there. Okay. I, I want to go back there. Okay, let's do it. Because let me tell you something. I have a pet peeve with men. One, like you said, as far as like when they're trying to get your attention, right, on whatever media it is, I do feel their attempt and their approach is rather lazy and it's just they don't put much effort into that what would you what would you like to see from from of men to to do now i don't know you know what i i even starts with like for instance when you said when they're like oh so hey you know what are you doing hey what are you doing i don't even know you you know it's like how about hi i mean obviously i see your name is so and so because it says on there like hey my name's so and so blah 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 i see that we're connected here just have a little, give me, give me, give me yeah. a line. Give me something right? other than like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Or oh, you're so cute. I want, you're so pretty. I want to take you for coffee. Like, oh, no, no. And then another thing men do not do, because I have obviously, and when I finally do go on a date, my pet peeve, which some women are not going to be with me because they're going to be like, that's too, um, like what? Too demand. No. High, what is it? High, high maintenance. High maintenance. I will stand outside the car until the man opens my door. I will not get in the car until he opens my door. I just don't. And maybe it's because the men I've dated previously or in the past, they've just treated me in the old-fashioned way where it's like they come and they open my door and I sit down. Now, not when I get out. I had a guy that I dated and I'd literally, he'd be like, no, wait. And I'd have to wait for him to open my door. Like he'd come around to open my door for me to get out. I'm like, okay, that's a little much. Because okay. I can get up by myself, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're wasting time. But getting in the car, I just think there's something very, it just says a lot about a man, you know, but I feel men have lost that. So, really? You think yeah. so? Well, a I, lot of men have. I, I, I couldn't say men. I don't go out on dates with men, but you know, I, I, I'm the type of guy that will open, I won't go around the car and open the door for you, but I will. Okay. Let's see. So if the woman is, okay, let's say you're picking the woman up on a date. Okay. okay. You're picking her up and you roll up to her house, right? You drive up. Are you going to open the door for her to come into the car? I'm going to go to the front door of her house and then walk her to the car, open the, her door, the passenger door, have her sit in, close the door. And then oh, get okay. My, yeah. See, you're doing no, it right. I'm not, I, I'm right. not, what I was saying is when we park somewhere, I'm not going to tell you oh, yeah, like no. what you said no it's too much yeah that was that, that was, was much. much actually it kind of frustrated me after a while and i was like yeah because you felt trapped you're like i want to get out of here this car's yeah. hot <laughs> well, no, i just felt like like why do i have to wait till you come all the way around you know that the whole getting into the cart that i loved you know some that that is right there are details that women look at and so like are you saying that when you've gone on these dates a lot of the men don't do it they just until they notice you standing there looking at them like are you going to open this door for me do they realize at that point, oh. I've come across sure. a few, let's just say. And I'm not even 
going to say it has to do with their economic status. I'm not going to say race or anything because it's just random. It's the people I, I expected the least from. Um, that is just like, it shocked me. It shocked me because then I don't know how to react because I'm used to be treating like a lady, like a lady, you know? So when I'm not being treated that way, then I start, I do get a little bit of an attitude, not in a crazy way, but I do get a little uncomfortable, you know? And then I'm feeling like, hmm, do I really want to, do I want to go home right now? <laughs> you know, yeah. do I want to continue with this date or not? Yeah, those are so, the tough ones where you're sitting there like, I don't even know why I'm doing, what I'm doing here. Right how now. many dates have you been in where you're just like, you know, 15 minutes into it, whatever, or whatever amount of time you're like, yeah, no. Oh, geez, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. It's probably been... Um, maybe six or seven. I don't know. It's been. And what do you say at the end of it? Do you say, I'll call you back. Hey, it was nice. No, it was real. It's, it was a good time. You know, let's keep in touch. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, that's that's so confusing because the girl might be like, oh, we're going to keep in touch. That means like, (laughs) so she's waiting like day three, day four for a text. Like it's not that complicated. (laughs) I think people make things complicated. Well, it's not people. It's the emotions that make things complicated. True. People will make time for the things that are important to them. And that's the biggest thing. If, if you don't get a call from this person two, three days, they weren't into you. And they're not into you. And that's okay unless they're in the military and have to disappear for some special operations mission or something like that. <laughs> you know, but really, right. really, I mean, if someone's interested, I have no problem. I'll, I'll text back. And there's all this communication advice and relationship advice out there or dating advice like oh man wait 24 hours wait no i'm not gonna wait one day like if i went on a date with you and we just had coffee in the afternoon i'll text you later on that evening and be like okay so what's next and set it up you know mm-hmm. and then at that point i'm not gonna pester every day and be like hey how's what are you doing like you know what are you wearing stupid stuff like that but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna wait a day and play hard to get like at this point in age like if i like you i'll let it be known if you don't like me then that's fine true and you know what? I think that maybe there's more men that are thinking, yeah, you know what? Why go through all that? But I know a lot of the women, because I know them because, like, again, yeah, I have a lot of friends, that they still go through the, I don't know if it's games, but it's it's more like you want the man to chase because we do have to admit that a man does like to chase. The man has to conquer or not. Yes or no? Um, I don't know. From a, my guy really? perspective, I'm kind of different, though. A man's I, a I hunter by nature. By, no, a, a man is a hunter by nature. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess. Doesn't it come across desperate in the beginning for the woman to, let's say, okay, the texting, for the woman to be the one initiating the texting Yes, more. I, think, I think. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, and that's why I text them. Within a few hours after, obviously, if we went on a date night, I'm not going to text you in the midnight after we just had a date at 8 p.m. at Starbucks and be like, hey, so what are we going to do next <laughs> for a date? Right. I'll, I will wait till the next day. But what I'm saying is that I let it be known early on that I do like you. Let's go at it another time. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, do guys chase? Yeah, guys chase. Should they chase? Yeah, I think they should. But a woman should definitely not play mind games with him and make him right think about whether he's in the right state of mind to like make it be known that at least give him some tidbits of mm-hmm. tip well, i don't know what i'm looking for Le- lead him to 
to believe correctly that he's doing the right thing. Many women just like the attention, you know, for their ego feed. And that's not right. True. I've actually had somebody tell me, it's funny you bring that up because it's the signals that we give, right? And sometimes we give mixed signals. So for instance, there was a gentleman who, he pursued me for some time. We were, we were friends, but the times that we would go out here and there, uh, he would ask me like, oh, so are you ready to date yet? And I'd be like, no, I'm not ready to date yet. That happened two or three times. And then, but you know, we'd always keep in touch right throughout all the years. And then out of the blues, cause I had not been interested in him before out of the blues, I was like, I wonder how he's doing. So, you know, we have, you know, daughters that are on the same age. So I'm like, Hey, how's your daughter doing? And you know, we exchange back and forth and we're like, yeah, it's time for us to catch up again. Okay. So we go and catch up. So this time I'm like, we're having a really good conversation. And I'm like thinking, Hmm, why didn't I pay attention to him before? Right? So we leave and I'm expecting the usual him to follow up with a, Hey, so are you ready to date again or whatever? And he said nothing. And I'm like, Hmm, we continue, you know, just like friends, you know, and about maybe three weeks later, I literally just said, Hey, I'm, I just have a question for you. You always ask me, not always, but the times we went out before, it's usually followed up with a, hey, so are you ready to start dating? I'd like to go out with you. I'd like to date you. And then he's like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, you told me a long time ago, you just saw me as a friend. So I thought we're just friends. And I'm like, well, yeah, but this time I was interested in you. He's like, you know, I would have never thought that, Mia. You don't give any vibe at all. And I'm just like, really well guys sometimes are cavemen we don't pick up on stuff that we should pick up on because <laughs> I I've, had, be, yeah. I've been in that situation where <laughs> like they're throwing signs at me left and right like they, they like me and i'm just like doo -doo -doo. like i have no effing clue it doesn't have to do like because me. you get so locked into work no i think it's just guys by nature we're no we don't unless you're some sort of pick art pickup artist or con artist we don't uh, i think the typical guy does not pick up the cues of like nonverbal communication subtle hints here and there that a woman throws at you because mm. we're so kind of in your head one time yeah sort of one dimension we don't we don't we're not good at multitasking so at that if we're eating we're focusing on that we're not focusing on the fact you're winking at us or you're playing with your hair while you're staring at us <laughs> we're just so you know our mind's like okay it's time to chew right now so let's chew let's swallow all right okay so, what so do, let's pick up this fork now you know <laughs> so i think that obviously i'm exaggerating but a lot of guys don't pick that up um but that's no i mean that's not uncommon and maybe yeah if you told him that you weren't interested in him he probably thought well that's it and there's no reason yeah. why so you what made you decide then that you were interested in him after I think it was just timing. I think it was just timing and, um, I don't know, just different place in my life. And I, I believe that sometimes when you're going through certain things in life, especially at that time, it was very, I had went through my divorce the first time around. And then after that, I was with the long distance relationship on and off for three years when I told you about the airport therapy. So in between those pockets is when he was in there. So I know that looking back now, my heart was really kind of just a wall. It wasn't in the right place. Yeah, I had a wall up and, and I wasn't going to really let anybody in or even entertain anything. And that's that's completely normal because I've had that situation too where, um, you know, you've, you've been in a, I've been in a relationship and I get out of it 
And I'm just not ready to jump into anything else. Actually, you know, finding someone uh, attractive romantically in a way that I can get into a relationship is not even into, in the question at that point. Because at that point, I just I just want to just mm-hmm. focus on myself at that point right. and heal. And you still have um, feelings for that other person that will sabotage any new relationship that you mm-hmm. get into i don't know if you've ever been there and i know many people can relate where yes. you're, you're you're dating someone new or you're on a date and you're fresh out of a relationship or maybe you're still not stuck but you're still uh grieving the loss of that relationship and you'll sit there and you'll be comparing this person to your ex oh and yes. then your heart starts kind of crumbling and then the butterflies and the, and the sad feelings come and so true. to be stuck in that in that situation's um it's not a good place to be. And it's not fair mm-hmm. for that other person either. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So that's why I, that's why I said I, I catch myself now where it's like, okay, so how forward do I have to be with someone? And that's why I asked you, I said, okay, so with some men, you have to be, that if the men like to chase or not chase, let's say be the hunters, right? Because chase sounds a little bit yeah. harsh. So if they like to, to be the hunters, because by nature, that's what they are. The women are used to, we think we have to sit back and let the man do the approach and do all that. And then when the men don't do that, so that's what I meant. Like for me, when he wasn't approaching me anymore, I was like, hey, so um, what's up? You know, <laughs> and he was like, Mia, you friend zoned me like a long time ago. I, I didn't even know. But um, OK, so. Well, I think see. in your situation, it wasn't anything about. Well, he was obviously approaching you, but you had already told him, no, you made it clear that he was just a friend. So I think think, which one? Oh, you say, oh, no, that's another one. You say he's just a friend. Friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think in your situation, it wasn't really about him stopping the chasing that led you to be attracted to him then that happens no. a lot that's that that, that dynamic true, that yes. dynamic there is very interesting you know where you start chasing you see that in breakups too where one's like chasing the other like please baby i want to be back blah 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 and then the other person's like no like we're over and then that mm-hmm. the person who was begging now has moved on and then the person who said no yeah, realized they now they want it true and that dynamic's interesting but no i think in your situation you just your heart um moved to a different place and mm-hmm. you thought hey this person was actually someone i'd be interested in now because that happens now i've been in and and i've seen people that i could have had relationships with in the past but i didn't think i could see myself with them then mm-hmm. that when i see them now it's kind of like what was i thinking like this person mm-hmm. was great for me but i didn't jump on it and that's right. not there's nothing wrong with that like people if, the, if you've experienced that don't kick yourself in the ass it's just you weren't ready at the time you know what that happened to me there's one person that i also um I can't say rejected because it sounds harsh, but I just didn't give him the opportunity. And um, and I'm looking through Facebook, and then one day I see that he's engaged. And I'm not kidding you. It was like, what? Like, no. And then I, I realized, I mean, I don't know if it was like, maybe it was the whole missed opportunity that hit me. I'm like, hmm, he was a great guy, and he was a great dad, and he did have all these qualities, and... Well, you know, she's going to be happy with him now. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It's true. You you do sometimes, um, I'm not going to say everybody, but some people do all of a sudden when they don't have that opportunity anymore, then all of a sudden that's when they're interested. Yeah, I think kind of that, unhealthy though. 
And I think that, you know, since we're sort of running out. out of time pretty soon here, but I do want to talk about the most important piece of it all, if you really want to boil it down to it. Yes. And I think this applies to men and women. Actually, I don't think I know it applies to both men and women. That, yes, the chasing, um, the boundaries, the expectations, all that's wonderful. But the thing is, um, that's all on a superficial level. I think that true attraction comes from being... Uh, true attraction and healthy relationships come mm-hmm. from being purpose driven, like know what it is, know who you are, mm-hmm. know yourself enough to love yourself. Right. And what is your purpose in life? What is your drive? For example, my drive is obviously, you know, my law practice, uh, my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't even want to know what to call it. Involvement or my content, you know, right. providing information out there. And so you're, you have your book, you have. The empowerment of women mm-hmm. and behind your full um, full force behind that, and so that's really what makes you you, mm-hmm. and so that's very admirable. That's that's really what's going to attract the person that's good for you. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And a good thing you said about that is, of course, when you know who you are, when you've already done the inventory, when you worked on yourself. Like when I said non-negotiables, your negotiables, and you know all that, then that's what allows you to then be ready for the right people exactly. to come into your life. So give me three uh, strategies as a single person, because this was actually, we're talking about coming out of a relationship and doing all that, right? So we'll talk another day about real life single days right now and how to be out there and all that. But strategies right now, let's say three key ones of people that are out of relationships, trying to start over again, give me your three points. Just got out of a relationship, trying to start over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is forgive yourself. Um, I know that coming out of relationships, many there's a lot of guilt, self-blame uh, that comes along with that, um, that can keep you stuck mm-hmm. in the past. Look at that relationship for what it was accept the good time. and as hard as it is i know it's hard accept the relationship for what it was if it was an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. accept it for that don't sugarcoat it and make right. it seem like it was better than it was because you're gonna all you're doing is fooling yourself and lying to yourself and you yourself know yourself better than anybody else so you have to trust mm-hmm. yourself enough to know that if you're lying to yourself that's not a good thing. You need to right. be fully 100% committed to yourself because you're all you got. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I would recommend to people coming out of a relationship, if you're in that situation where you're still thinking sad about the past, forgive yourself, learn from the lesson, remember the good stuff and take the time to heal. Okay, perfect. Uh, the second time is get self-love i guess that's what Mm -hmm. i would say if some people already have that some people need to fine-tune it again because they kind of lost themselves in their relationship and that's okay we there's a give and take in a relationship dynamic right where we lose part of ourselves uh to the other person and that's normal as Mm -hmm. long as it's you're not losing big chunks of yourself you know there's a sacrifice and that's the beautiful thing about relationships that two independent whole people in theory Mm -hmm. get together and combine and become sort of like this unique dynamic where right. they adopt each other's likes, dislikes. So um, get to know yourself, love yourself, and die. And by doing that, dive into the things you love to do. Again, going back to your passion, what is it that makes you happy? 
do you want to be a guitarist do you want to be a rock star you know get go get that guitar and play it join a band do whatever you got to do to it Mm -hmm. if you're a gym type of person go train that's what i do i I like to go to the gym Mm -hmm. Um, we talked about that because i like food yeah so we talked about food in the gym. <laughs> so if you if you want to do a competition and take your uh, fitness skills to a whole new level, do that. If it's journaling, if it's writing a book, follow that passion. I know that's probably what you did. Right. And that will make you feel so much better, make you feel so much confident about yourself. And it defines you as someone who is someone of value. You're just not somebody who's walking in this world looking for the next relationship. No, you should Mm -hmm. be somebody who has a purpose in this life. What legacy are you leaving behind? Because life is short. What else are you going to leave other than, oh, a bunch of failed relationships in the past? Life is not about relationships. It's more than that. The third thing I would uh, suggest to people is expectations. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, when you date, date for fun. Mm-hmm. Don't date to find your soulmate. We talked about that, yeah. right? So date for fun. Yeah. Date to have a good time, meet people, get out there to experience because mm-hmm. um, there's so many people out in this world. I mean, I don't believe in a single soulmate. I think that there's anybody can really be a, a, a soulmate um, if uh, they're at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. with the right dynamics and the right mindset. So... Don't think that there's just one person out there for you. There's multiple people out there um, that could be your soulmate. So Mm -hmm. be open to new ideas, but don't be set into the belief that there's one soulmate out there. And every time you go on a date, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? This might be the one because you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment Mm -hmm. after disappointment after disappointment. And guess what that does to your ego, your self-esteem? It's going to destroy it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just this half-ass person who's disappointed in life and then i believe in law of attraction you start focusing on the things that are negative and guess what you're you gonna get that. more negative for sure so take an inventory mm-hmm. look at the beautiful things that you learned from these relationships you were in and put right. them into the what i call abraham hicks she's wonderful mm-hmm. you know put it into the vortex what she calls and mm-hmm. let the universe see that or God or what the source energy or whatever, you know, bring that to him. These are the wonderful things I want that I enjoy in the, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the bad and let the world and let the world listen to that. The universe listen to that and bring you that person who has those qualities. So that those are the three tips I would give. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if those are good enough. No, they're amazing. They're amazing. I was going to give three, but you covered pretty much everything I would have said. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, thanks so much. Well, it was so cool to sit down and talk with you about yeah. this. I loved your studio. I love everything here. Thank we'll definitely you. do a follow up. Yeah, I There's, would love to. Relationships are a very um, important subject to touch on for people out there. The ones getting into relationships, the ones getting out, the ones that are in them. So I think we'll definitely follow up with another one. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so well, much. Have a good day. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Thank you so much for listening. I know that there's hundreds, thousands of podcasts out there and you chose this one. So thank you so much. It means so much to me. Now on our next episode, please do not miss it. We are going to dive further into relationships, but with a relationship help doctor. I'd like to thank my wonderful co-host, Will Salgado. Make sure to check his awesome podcast out 
Will's Law Podcast. Also, please make sure you become a part of our family and subscribe, share with a friend. And well, thank you once again. Hugs to you all. And I'll catch you soon on the next episode of Real Conversations with Mia Perez.